When you're a parent of a child with special needs, you feel, or I felt, like a bit of a failure as a parent. I'll be honest, there were times in the early days that I wished him out of our family because this is just too hard. This is Messages of Hope and I'm Celia Filkey. Today we're talking to Kira about what it's like to parent a child with special needs. It's hard enough to parent when everything is running smoothly, but add into the mix children with special needs and unpredictable behaviour, and you can find yourself feeling like you're never good enough. Recently, Andy Voigt interviewed Kira about some of the challenges she has faced raising her son, Asher, who has Asperger's. Kira, what have you found that's been really helpful for you in your journey with Asher? For us, a diagnosis and understanding that was pivotal. So we had wondered what was going on, and once we received that diagnosis, we just went, right, that's what it is, and now we've got something to work with. Because I think up until then, you're just kind of clutching at straws and going, why is this kid not behaving like my firstborn, and why is he not behaving like his peers? Um, What have we done wrong as parents? And there was a a real degree, I felt, of judgment from peers or the onlookers at the supermarket. Oh, my goodness. Going shopping was a, was always difficult. You put a child in a shopping centre where they're sensorily overloaded. So um, for our son, light, colour, sound, textures, things like that, um, he had a real trouble processing and filtering into the appropriate categories. And so for him, an experience to walk into a shopping centre was just to put in, him into overdrive of trying to work out what all these things were and to filter them. And so if we hadn't, hadn't pre-warned him enough to say, we're not going straight home after swimming, we're actually going to the supermarket, guarantee he would have a meltdown because he hadn't had the capacity in him to really uh, process and navigate in himself that I've got to prepare myself for the supermarket. Yeah. And so a grandma or you know a plain citizen looking on at this, seeing me trying to negotiate with a child about how we can't actually take that right, your rice bubbles aren't here and he's melting down, would look on and think, what a spoilt little brat, just give him another packet of rice bubbles. So how do you feel when you're sensing that judgment and oh, what's happening? What challenges are you facing just personally? Oh, oh, turmoil, absolute turmoil, because often I would have a baby and a preschooler at the same time and more than once I just abandoned the shopping cart and walked out of the store because I just didn't have the ability to cope with it. When you're a parent with a child with special needs, you feel, or I felt, um, I felt like a bit of a failure as a parent because I've got all these issues going on and I can't seem to do everything that everybody else does. And, if, well, many situations that you walk into, you just don't know. You're like you're carrying a little volcano with you. It's like you just don't know when it's going to erupt. And so that adds a lot of stress on you as a parent and adds a lot of stress on the family as a whole. And it impacts the siblings as well. So where have you found, where have you found support to cope with that stress? One of the best things that a family member, when I actually finally sat down with our family and told them of Asha's diagnosis... A sister-in-law was the first to speak up and said, what can we do to support you? And I think that was the most vital thing for anyone to say. They didn't sit there. She didn't sit there and say, are you sure? Or how did you get around that diagnosis? Or have you tried this? Or have you taken onion and garlic out of his diet? Gluten-free works, you know. Um, All these other options. But instead they said, what can we do to help you and support you? Mm. And that was probably the best thing. Mm. What about support outside of the family? The respite worker coming in or um, my mother-in-law blessed us for a period of time there and paid for a house cleaner to come in and 
Two hours a week, a woman came and cleaned my house for a period of about 10 months when we were in very intensive therapy. And that was amazing. <laughs> I never had had that kind of experience. So that kind of practical stuff is really invaluable. That's, is that something you tend not to ask for? So it sort of no, I'd count, never it relies ask. on people to... Yeah, absolutely. No, you'd never ask because that, again, is a reflection of I'm failing as a housewife. You know, as a housewife and a mother... You know, I can't seem to be able to do this therapy with this one, take this older one to kinder, feed the baby, get a full night's sleep, um, you know, communicate to my husband, have meals on the table every day. It, like, how do you do all that? I don't know. Some super people probably could, but, yeah, it's not something you would ask for, but when, when it was offered, it was an incredible gift. Coming up, Kira will share more about coping with the judgment of others. And later in the program, I'll be offering a booklet that can help resolve feelings of guilt and regret. Have you ever doubted yourself as a parent and had to face feelings of guilt and regret at not being good enough? What would you say to encourage your younger self? Why not start a conversation on our Facebook page, Messages of Hope? Your encouragement could make a real difference for another parent. That's Facebook, Messages of Hope. Parenting is never easy, but it is easy for parents to focus on their mistakes and shortcomings, especially when something happens in a public space like the supermarket. When that gets out of perspective, it can lead to deep feelings of guilt and regret and even a sense of shame. How do you come to terms with feelings like this? Someone said to me once that I wasn't given Asher as a mistake, that I am the best mother for Asher um, and I will always be my own worst judge in all that I do uh, and I will always and have always at my fault, own fault compared my kids to other kids and early on when um, we all do that I know <laughs> I know early on when he was very obviously different to other peers at a young age um, with other mothers I would feel quite judged by them wrongly or rightly so you just when your kid's different and standing out in the crowd you can't help but think that everybody's looking at them and then looking at you thinking can't you control him and I think in the end of the day I, I don't know what what helped that judgment I probably faith in just trusting and believing that God has given me all that I need all the resources I need to parent him and at the end of the day most days I'd fall at my knees and ask God you know, what now, what next? You know, how many times I've prayed for wisdom or grace or forgiveness. Um, our family asks for forgiveness of each other a lot, parents to children and children to parents because, you know, I messed up a lot in the way that I parented in those young years of, well, and probably still today, but just in making decisions out of frustration and tiredness and, yeah, you know, I lost self-control. Here I'm trying to control your self-control, but look at me and I'm the adult. <laughs> So, yeah, but uh, yeah, without um, faith. And I think also um, our faith in God is also brought with it a faith community. And without the faith community, um, we couldn't have done this either. So, you know, on one hand, I'm leaning on God, but on the other hand, we're leaning, leaning on the community. Are you able to put into words what that, what is this faith in God that you have and what does that mean for you? Um, it's a knowing that I'm loved unconditionally. It's a knowing that God is there to be called on in the highs and the lows, 
just really having a presence, having something there to speak to, yell at, cry, cry with and go, I don't actually know how I'm doing this. And I don't think I have the capacity to do this. You know, if you had told me at 20 I was going to get married and have a child with autism, I think I would have said, well, I'm not going to get married or I'm not going to have children. But God doesn't make mistakes in giving life to people. Mm. And so Ash is not a mistake and neither is my being his parent. Coming up, you'll hear Kira's reflections several years down the track since Asher was diagnosed with Asperger's. You're listening to Messages of Hope. We've been talking with Kira about the highs and lows of parenting a child with special needs. It's several years since her son Asher was diagnosed with Asperger's. Where are things at now? Look, he's a very different boy today to when he was diagnosed before he was four. Um, Where can I explain him? (laughs) He's just colour and light. He had so much uh, life to our family. He is an expert of many things, you know, at the age of eight, he'd read Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Um, you know, he's incredibly self-aware of who he is. Even just recently at the start of the school year, we were going shoe shopping and we were sitting there waiting to be served for school shoes. And I just reflected with him, I said, Ash, do you remember starting prep? And do you remember how much you hated putting on shoes? You used to tell us that when you put on socks and shoes, your feet would scream. And I said, do you remember at your early intervention centre, you threw your shoes at your occupational therapist? Do you remember her teaching you how to put on socks and shoes and stay calm? I said, gosh, you've changed so much. I said, isn't it amazing that that's gone away? And he's looked at me like I'm a bit of an idiot. He goes, mum, it doesn't go away. He goes, you just learn how to control it. So, yeah, I, I can't, I'll be honest, there were times in the early days that I wished him out of our family. And just wished him. wished him out of our family and just wondered, what on earth have you been given to me for? Because this is just too hard. Um, but these days I couldn't imagine our family without him. Yeah. Yeah. And that he has such, he brings such a depth into our family of um, understanding and understanding people that we never would have had without him. You've been listening to Messages of Hope. For more encouragement in your role as a mum, go to messagesofhope.org.au where you can order a free booklet about finding the fun in parenting. God has given you the gift of being a mum and he can give you the strength and joy you need. For your free booklet on finding the fun in parenting, go to messagesofhope.org.au or call 1800 353 350. That's 1800 353 350. I'm Celia Filkey from Messages of Hope, a part of the Lutheran Church where love comes to life. I hope you can join us again next week for another message of hope, real hope to cope with life's challenges. Mm